in the name of Jesus. Amen. Dear saints of God, Jesus calms the sea. That's our gospel text today and our consideration now, for there is much here in the text, much to terrify us and also much to comfort us. The first thing is that we notice that whenever Jesus is in the boat, there's almost always a terrible storm. There is no smooth sailing with Jesus. Jesus promised the same thing to us. He said, in this world you will have tribulation. In this world you will have trouble. The Christian life then is a life of suffering, of twofold suffering. For first, we suffer because we're sinners living in a sinful world. Sickness and hunger and danger and death. Christians and non-Christians alike all suffer these things. But we add to it a second suffering, the constant assaults of the devil, his temptations, his lies, his wickedness, his attempts to overthrow our faith. Some of you know this trouble acutely. In fact, some of you know this trouble so desperately. You feel it so sharply. You, you know this trouble in this life and you think, how could Jesus possibly love me and let me have at the same time all of this trouble? And this thought is made worse by the popular teaching that Jesus is supposed to make things better in this life. You know what I'm talking about, right? The, the, the idea that, that, that if you're a Christian, that you're safe, that, that life is easier, that things go smoother, or whatever it is. There's even preachers who preach that the will of God is for you to be healthy, and for you to be rich, and for you to be happy. Tell that to the martyrs in Sudan. Tell that to the Christians who suffered under godless communists in Russia. Tell that to your Christian friend that's fighting against cancer or against depression or that's mourning the death of a loved one. Try that lie on the disciples in the boat. It just doesn't float. There is no smooth sailing with Jesus. I've given you before the illustration of the plane that's crashing, but it's worth considering again. Imagine there's an airline. Oh, no, let's change it to fit the text. Imagine there's a cruise ship. <laughs> and there's a person riding in first class, and there's a person riding in economy. And the, and the attendant comes and brings to the person in first class a life vest. And they hand him the life vest, and they say, here, keep this life vest. It'll help your cruise go better. So they put on the life vest and they're sitting there drinking their mimosa or whatever it is. And, and this vest is getting in the way. They're kind of hunched over in their seat. It's uncomfortable. They don't like it. This vest isn't helping at all. So they, they take it off and they're holding the life vest in their lap. But still, every time there's a wave or something rocks the boat like this, this this, this life vest just jostles everything around and it gets in the way. So they tuck it away in the corner. They're worried about what other people will, will think of them when they have this life vest on. It, and it just doesn't live up to the, 
to the bill that was sold under. It's not making things better at all. Now there's another person in another cabin with another attendant. And they bring to them a life vest and they say, put this vest on. The boat is sinking and it will save you. That's a bit different. Now, every time the boat rocks this way and that, instead of being annoyed by this life vest, they, they cling to it. Every time a wave comes over the top of the ship, they're trying to figure out how to make this life vest even tighter. They don't care if other people are laughing at them or mocking them because they're wearing this life vest. They know that their life depends on it. And unlike the person in, in the other cabin whose life vest is tucked safely away somewhere, when the boat sinks, this person clinging to their vest lives. Jesus did not come to make your life on earth trouble-free. He came to save you from sin and from death and from eternal damnation, from the fires of hell. So that every time there's turbulence in this life, every time there's rough seas, every time there's waves and difficulties and sorrows and problems, it doesn't mean that we throw off Jesus because He's not making things better. No, we cling tighter to this One, to the One and only who can rescue us from the troubles of this life. We trust in Jesus in the midst of all of our troubles. For with Jesus, there's no smooth sailing. But there is rescue from sin and death. Now, some of you might be thinking, some of you, I'm not sure, but some of you, Pastor, I don't really know what you're talking about. Things aren't so bad with me. I really have all that I need. And more than that, I know that I'm forgiven. And it seems like the devil mostly leaves me alone. For you, there might be a little bit of truth in the saying, ignorance is bliss. <laughs> For sometimes it's true, we do not see all the troubles that assault us in this life. We don't see the arrows, the fiery darts that the devil is constantly shooting at us. We're like the blindfolded man that's walking across the interstate in full traffic. Cars are whizzing by us, missing our faces by inches. We're almost flattened time after time, but we don't even know it. And we make it to the other side of the street and we say, hey, that wasn't so bad. <laughs> and not only are we ignorant of the devil's temptations and troubles and all of his assaults, we're ignorant of our own wretched sinfulness. But the gospel text will help us with that. Jesus, Jesus teaches us a very hard fact in this text, and that is this. Fear is sin. Now, this is difficult. It's difficult for me. Fear is sin. The first commandment, which is the chief and most important of all the commandments, forbids us to fear anything but God. You shall have no other gods before me. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. We can diagnose our keeping of this, the first commandment, by asking one simple question. What am I afraid of? What am I afraid of? And every single answer to that question 
Everything that we can list under the things that we're afraid of, everything is a sin. Everything that makes us afraid is our idol. And with this thought, we begin to see, at least we begin, to see how utterly wretched we are, how utterly sinful, because we're afraid. I don't know what populates this list of fears for you, this list of things that you're afraid of. I I kind of wanted to pause and just give a few minutes for you to reflect on this, but the sermon got long enough already. So I'll I'll offer a few uh, suggestions. Are you afraid of dying? Or are you afraid of the suffering that will come before your death? Are you afraid of losing your memory? Are you afraid of getting older? Are you afraid of losing your job? Of losing your retirement? Are you afraid of the government? Are you afraid of violent people? Are you afraid of natural disasters? Are you afraid of spiders? (laughs) Are you afraid of terrorists? What else? Are you afraid because your children have lost their faith? Are you afraid to forgive the person that sinned against you? Are you afraid to the person to talk to the person that you sinfully said years ago you would never talk to them again? Are you afraid to pick up the phone and call the person that's mad at you? Are you afraid that your parents will find out what you did? Are you afraid that your children will find out what you did? Are you afraid to admit that you're afraid? Are you afraid to admit what a sinner you are? You see, this question, what are you afraid of, exposes our idolatry. I've heard someone say that there's two miracles in the text. The first miracle is that Jesus calms the sea. But the second miracle is that Jesus sleeps through the storm. But this is, this is not a miracle. This sleeping of Jesus is not an, a manifestation of his divinity. The fact that Jesus was sleeping in the boat while the waves were crashing in all around is his humanity without fear. Jesus sleeping on the boat is his perfect righteousness that he has as a man. He is not afraid and you would not be afraid either if you were not a sinner, but you are. And so you fear. The disciples are in the boat and the waves are crashing over them and the boat is sinking and they, like you, are afraid. But, but, these men have faith. A little faith. A tiny little baby faith. But they have faith. They know that they cannot rescue themselves. They cannot save themselves. They cannot prevent themselves from dying. But they know at the same time that there is one in the boat who can help them and who can save them. Jesus. And they cry out to Him. 
Here's the text. And they went and woke him saying, Save us, Lord, we're perishing. And then, dear saints, these words are for you. These words of Jesus are for your comfort. For he says to them, Why are you afraid? Oh, you of little faith. And he rose and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. And these men marveled. What sort of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? With Jesus, there is nothing to be afraid of. You are safe in his hands. It might seem to you like Jesus is asleep, but he is there in the boat. And listen to this, even your fear is nothing to be afraid of, for your Jesus has died to forgive you of all of your sins, even the sin of being afraid. And he gives you faith to trust in him. May this be your comfort and your peace as we with Jesus endure the tribulations of this life. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.